I'm Carlos Virgen, and this is The Storyline, produced by The Day in New London, Connecticut. On this week's episode of The Storyline, managing editor Tim Cotter, a graduate of the University of Rhode Island and a season ticket holder of URI men's basketball, talks with beat reporter Gavin Keefe about UConn's new men's basketball head coach, Dan Hurley. I've been a a season ticket holder through Dan Hurley's six years at Rhode Island, so from my 304 section seats, I've seen all but a couple of his games and uh, went out to Sacramento last year for the NCAA tournament, so I think I can give UConn fans who might not be as familiar with Hurley uh, some perspective. And Gavin is the veteran beat reporter, uh, has been following the story since uh, Ali got fired and since uh, the URI season ended uh, with their loss to Duke in the NCAAs. So, Gavin, what, what's the latest? Uh, he's agreed to a contract, um, and there's going to be a press conference, I guess? Yes, tomorrow at 1 o'clock at, uh, 1 o'clock at the uh, Worst Center, which is their practice facility. Other champion center and uh, is it's a six-year deal. First year he's going to get paid 2.75 million dollars. Uh, so uh, you know it's Pittsburgh was offering three, so it's a little under what Pittsburgh's offering. But it's interesting to see what the rest of the years are like. I'm sure there's other incentives built in that you can make uh, good money. I mean, he came from URI. He made what 1.1 million there, so it's a substantial pay raise for him. And uh, it'll be interesting to hear him at the press conference. I mean, he's a real passionate guy and. Uh, but I know it's tough for him to leave Rhode Island. He's a guy who really stressed his family and, and, uh, and his team, so it was a tough decision for him. Yeah, you know, they talk about guys winning the press conference. I think um, he'll do that for sure. So the 2.75 less than Pittsburgh, the people that you've been talking to, um, he kind of was leaning towards UConn the whole time, it sounds like. Yes, I mean, from the beginning. I mean, the guy is a Northeast guy, you know, New Jersey native, he played for Coach Blaney, who went on to coach at UConn on Jim Calhoun's staff at Seton Hall for two years. Uh, he's always been an admirer of the UConn program. You know, he played in the Big East for Seton Hall, so he played against Ray Allen. He knew saw UConn rise up and become a national power. So he's always been intrigued by the program. And, and George Blaney said a really interesting thing today that uh, he says he said it, he knew it was always his dream job to, to coach at UConn. So UConn on the edge right from the beginning. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure how much Pitt was in it. I mean, URI was making their pitch. They, you know, gave him some races and, and some enticements to try to stay. Uh, you know, he asked for money for his coaching staff and some work in a practice facility. But uh, it was, it was going to be tough to beat UConn because, uh, you know, the way Coach Blaney talked about how much he appreciated, uh, liked the program and appreciated Coach Calhoun and what he did there. And Coach Calhoun went to a practice last fall uh, at URI and, and – been about an hour talking with Hurley afterwards, so there's a really strong connection there, probably as strong as it can get for somebody who's not, you know, officially in the UConn family. Hurley really had a strong connection to UConn. Now, I, I know in some circles, you know, towards the end, obviously, Ali was not real popular with, with at least some of the, the fan base. What's the reaction been, you know, kind of in, you know, UConn Nation? Uh, is this seen as a, you know, a real good hire, or? Well, they're thrilled. I mean, once, I mean, it's, you know, I think we've talked about this before. It's hard to tell on social media what the overall opinion is of somebody. I mean, if you follow Twitter, you think everybody want to get rid of Kevin Ollie, and 
I don't think that was necessarily the case. I mean, he's clearly struggled the last two seasons, but they're thrilled to have Hurley. I mean, he's he's turned around two programs he's been at. He was only at Wagner for two years, and and he made that team a winner. And then he, you know, obviously went to the in-state tournament the last two years with Rhode Island. So, and they think he's got good recruiting ties, which he does. So, I mean, they're really thrilled to have Hurley. I mean, you know, now the trick is going turn the program around. Obviously, so we'll see how thrilled they are. You know, January fifteenth. But uh, it's it's a great start, and I think they've uh, most of the fan base is really happy to have Hurley on board. You mentioned the press conference tomorrow is in the Worth Family Center, and and Hurley's really a, a program guy. You know, the the biggest thing he really accomplished at URI was was building a program from the foundation up, improving the facilities, improving the universities, investment, uh, getting charter flights, etc. Uh, so I, I know to Hurley uh, that practice facility um, was was very important, that he wanted to go to a university that, that has the facilities that he can sell to recruits. So uh, for people like me who have never been in this place, uh, you know, what, what's it like? Oh, it's really impressive. I mean, they really did a good job with it. You go in the front door, you know, one side is the, the women's basketball offices in their practice facility, the other side is the men's offices and practice facility, uh, you know, inside the practice facility up on the wall, uh, all the uh, NBA draft picks, uh, banners of all the players who have been drafted or in the pros, you know, obviously four national championships. So it's, you really get, uh, I think it'll be an impressive place for, to have a, a press conference because he'll look around, not that he didn't know all this, and, and if somebody, you know, has great respect for the, for the UConn program and everything, will we'll, I sure appreciate the scene tomorrow when he when he looks around the the practice facility and sees all the hit the rich history of the program. I, I know uh, Tom Moore, um, you know, has mentioned to you has has compared Hurley uh, to Calhoun, and and I, I think that's pretty legitimate. Um, you know, from where I sat, this is a real uh, intense guy. I think he has a chip on his shoulder because his whole life he was either the the son of or the brother of. And he's really been able to kind of uh, forge his own niche as a successful college basketball coach. But uh, interestingly, I think maybe to UConn fans, though, is they're getting, I think, kind of Dan Hurley 2.0. Uh, he claims that he's given up caffeine and is drinking something called mushroom coffee. Um, and then he meditates every day. And he's noticeably calmer uh, you know it was really noticeable on national tv in the ncaa tournament noticeably calmer um on the sidelines that said um he he to yukon fans he might seem a little bit more intense on the sidelines than ollie i i don't know ollie to me and i could be wrong uh seems pretty calm uh, most of the time um Going on to the talent level at, at UConn, um, what, what kind of team is Hurley kind of taking over? Well, uh, you know, talking to Coach Calhoun today, that's one thing uh, he's mentioned that you know, now, now you got to recruit the team. You know, I mean, when you come in as a new coach, there's always guys in, in this day and age, there's always somebody looking to transfer to your team, anyways, even if you have the coach coming back. And then there's guys who like Dolly and said, you know, what are they doing and, and who is this guy? And then there's other guys. I mean, Hurley's a name for one thing, so it's it's that's one thing he's got working for him. He's a name. I and mean, Rhode Island's right down the street from stores, so you know, basically an hour and a half away. So uh, they at least they, they know of him. 
I mean, Christian Vitale's a New York kid, so he, he knows of the Hurleys. I mean, uh, Jalen Adams is a, is a kid from the Boston area. So, I mean, so they got some New England kids on their team. So, but he's going to have to, you know, sell the program to him. I mean, we, you know, we're unsure what Jalen Adams is going to do. He's a leading scorer. He's, he's got another year eligibility. He's probably not draft material, but who knows? Maybe he decides he's going to give the pros a shot and, and, and leave the program. Maybe he can be convinced to stay. Uh, I'm hearing that Alter Gilbert, who's been injured the last couple of years, is still thinking of coming back. He said all along, I'm going to come back and play. And then I'm hearing he's going to probably come back. But So it's it's really kind of hard to tell the effect. I mean, he's going to have to go in. He's going to obviously call a team meeting and, and sit down with the guys. And, and, you know, and maybe he's got guys, you know, he's going to do his own evaluation. Maybe there's a couple of guys at the end of the bench that he doesn't think are going to fit into his system. And, and I mean, I, I don't know how quickly you can make those decisions if you – haven't seen a lot of tape yet. You, you probably, you know, can't do that right away. But maybe it, it will just be a parting of the ways because it wasn't a good fit with him and some of the kids. So it, it, he's really going to have to sell his vision to the players on the roster, and then also reach out to a couple recruits that are, are coming. Who, you know, since Ollie was fired on March 10th, they lost uh, James Akinjo. He was their best a recruit, a point guard, really talented kid from California. And he asked for his release from a scholarship. Now he hasn't signed with somebody yet, so maybe he'll, he'll reach out to him because he was the—he's supposed to be a pretty good player and, and see if he can convince him to still come to UConn. But he was really tied into Ollie, so he was one of those kids. As soon as Ollie was fired, he said, "Okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to UConn because of Ollie, and Ollie's not there anymore." So he's got some—you uh, know—he's—he's he's got some recruiting to do on the team and, and, and also the kids coming in. Yeah, he—he uh, he can be a very persuasive guy. So I think. Uh, once he determines that he wants to keep current players or incoming recruits, I think he'll have a really good chance. And, and the process that you described is the process that played out at Rhode Island. Uh, he he'll watch film of all the players, and then he'll do one-on-one sit-downs with them. And it'll be a combination of uh, his assessment of their talent, but also their buy-in. He's a very uh, demanding coach um, on the court and off. And if he senses a lack of buy-in, even from a talented player, uh, he's going to tell him, you know, maybe you'd be better off somewhere else. So it'll be interesting to see in the next couple of weeks uh, how that how that plays out. Um, as far as as Hurley as as a coach, um, I I don't know how he would compare to Ali philosophically. Um, he's strictly a man-to-man defensive coach, uh, used zone over the last six years. I can only think of a couple times for a very short part of the game. Um, he's a really defensive-minded coach. They defend the three-point line as well as anybody in the country. Um, practices, I, I, you know, I know that you'll be going to practices at some point, and I think uh, anybody that watches a Hurley practice comes away impressed. Uh, every second is accounted for. Um, r- the kids work extremely hard. Um, he's big on the weight room and nutrition. I, I think that you'll see some transformation of, of bodies of players uh, we did at Rhode Island. Um, I, I think he's probably more of a weight room guy than UConn uh, fans are used to. I think you'll see some kids get bigger and some kids uh, get thinner even. Um, mostly, though, he's demanding um, of everybody from the players all the way down to, you know, the film guy. Um, but the players like him. He, Unlike Ollie, he hasn't had uh, a, a problem with transfers, people leaving. 
Um, even the kids that uh, maybe wish they were playing more uh, have, have stuck around. Um, I don't know if there's I mean, any. Go ahead. He's an old school. I mean, in a way, he, he fits into the mold of the Jim Calhoun kind of teams, too, because Coach Calhoun was tough, hard-nosed players, uh, you know, play as hard as you possibly can, defensive-minded, rebound. And UConn's always been a guard school. And I know, what, he hardly played four guards last year or this past season? Right, they, so, yeah, they started four guards, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, really the philosophy fits into what UConn has done in the past. So, with, you know, with his personality and his approach and everything, it, it seems like they're going, you know, at least coaching-wise and philosophy-wise, they're going back to the old UConn, Jim Calhoun kind of days. Coach Ollie liked the versatile players. He would have taken five guys from 6'4 to 6'7, six, 6'8 six, who can do everything. Well, the problem with that is they can't do everything well. They didn't, he didn't have a shooter. He didn't really have really good rebounders because he liked versatile guys. Well, versatile guys don't always work and if you have too many of them then you, like I said you can't do there isn't somebody you need guys who can do specific things and, and they didn't have that and that was Coach Ollie's philosophy so uh, Hurley's philosophy is going to be different and that's a, more like old school UConn yeah I mean he's recruited very well at URI obviously they got in back to back tournaments um, if there's any hole maybe in his recruiting resume is uh, he's recruited um, lots of good guards and not as many good big men he had, uh, you know, the end of his bench this year were a lot of tall guys who never played. Um, that might be easier to do at UConn. Um, so part of it, playing four guards, was philosophical, and the other part was uh, his five best players were guards. Um, right. So he'll he'll need to recruit a little better, I think, at UConn, and, and that's one of the reasons he's moving on. He thinks he's going to go out, he's going to sell U- uh, UConn's uh, – traditional excellence in their facilities. Um, he's right. a great closer as a recruiter. If he gets a kid on campus that he really likes, um, he's as good as anybody as, as, as closing that deal. Um, so I think you'll, you will see uh, better talent coming into stores again, kind of like in the Calhoun days. And um, I, I, I can't see, honestly, any way that, that this doesn't work out real well for, for UConn, but you know, well, I, I think that have happened. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 what Ollie could take a knock for is he didn't develop players, and that, and, and even during couch, I mean, yeah, Coach Calhoun got the Ray Allens and Danya Marshalls, and so he got some All Americans, but really, the the heart of his teams, he developed players, and and Coach Ollie never really did that very well. So, I mean, that's a big thing Hurley's got to do. I mean, because really, the conference hurts you some in the recruiting because kids don't always want to play in that in the American conference it's so spread out and you and uh, exposure isn't as good you're not going to Ma- well they go to Madison Square Garden once you when they play Syracuse or somebody down there but but that you need to be able to develop players and that's where hopefully you know coach Hurley can help out in that department because they haven't done well developing players yeah I mean I, I would say that's something he has done at at Wagner in Rhode Island um a lot of one-on-one instruction, a lot of skills work, and he hires assistants based on that too. Um, they have to really be able to work one-on-one with a player. Um, so over three or four years, uh, you know, you get better individually um, and as a team. Um, you know, you mentioned Tom Moore um, in some of the stories that you've written this week. Um, kind of a 
you know, funny coincidence, I guess, that after being fired at Quinnipiac, uh, Hurley hired him because they knew each other, and now um, you've reported, according to sources, that he's he's going with Hurley uh, to stores. Um, I would assume, again, that's something that UConn fans would be kind of excited about. Yes, I mean, uh, you know, Coach Moore was here during the glory days. I mean, uh, uh, George Blenny pointed out today that it would be good that that Tom Moore is at Hurley's side of UConn. I mean, he knows UConn. He can take some care of the, some of the things and let Hurley kind of concentrate on what he needs to concentrate on. Like, he he understands UConn. I mean, he, you can understand it from the outside and fall for the outside, but you might not know really kind of how that works and the mans and the fan base and all that until you really kind of get into it, and that's where Coach Moore can help out. Now, I think the funny thing with Coach Moore is that he's coached, well, he's at, he was at UConn for 13 years, Quinnipiac for 10, Rhode Island for one, but he's he's never had to move. He went, he went, he was been living, I think, Tolland. He lived at UConn assistant, and then he went to Quinnipiac. He didn't move, then he knows that he went to URI. I mean, the, how many guys can, and now back to UConn, have four coaching jobs and never move from where they live? I mean, yeah. that, that's, a, that's impossible. But yeah, he's a good job. Yeah, Coach Moore is a great guy. He, he's be well liked to the players. He's, he's, a, he's a very good assistant coach. He's very bright. And, and obviously, he worked well to, uh, with Coach Hurley. This one season, he was on the staff there, or he wouldn't be coming uh, to uh, UConn with him. Yeah, I talked to him earlier in the year, and um, you know, getting fired at Quinnipiac obviously wasn't a fun thing, but he felt really, uh, you know, fortunate to stay in the game. And you know, he talked about how much he had learned uh, by sitting next to Hurley and, and working with Hurley, and and Hurley speaks very highly of him. Like you said, he wouldn't be coming with them. If he didn't think uh, he was a really good coach, I wouldn't be surprised even to see him as as associate head coach. So, um, you know, I, I think that that is a win-win uh, for UConn. So we'll see what comes out of tomorrow's press conference, uh, Gavin. And uh, um, people can look at theday.com for Gavin's latest stories and follow him at Gavin Keefe on Twitter as this story uh, continues to develop. So uh, talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Tim. Yep. Bye.